That's no moon. Asteroid. From Coruscant Way and World Drive, you're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. With me on this special pilot episode is guest host and my wife, Nancy. Hello. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. We're about to delve into the news from D23. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on with me, Nancy, for this first episode. Did I have a choice? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the Mouse Droid? The Mouse Droid is a podcast uh, I've been wanting to do, me being Brian. I should probably put that in the intro somewhere next time we do this. Yeah, you should. <laughs> this Brian. Been, I, I'm Brian. Hi. Uh, this has been a podcast I've been wanting to do for about three years. I just never got around to putting a format together and figuring out just how I wanted to do this. But by a way of a little bit of background, Nancy and I both run a podcast network called the Tashi Station Network that focuses on a lot of Star Wars yes. and geeky pursuits. Yes. Mostly Star Wars. Mostly Star Wars. Um, and... I thought for a while that a show like this would fit in great with what we do over there, a show that is going to be more focused um, on the Disney side of Star Wars, as well as Disney Entertainment and Films, since they own everything these yes, days. they do. So yeah, this is just our grab bag podcast, because Disney owns it all, uh, <laughs> as well as the parks and resorts, uh, which... We are both big fans of. Yes. We live 15 minutes uh, outside of the main gates to uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. We're both annual pass holders. Mm -hmm. uh, the first day I lived here in Florida, I went and got my driver's license. First full day I was here, I went and got my driver's license just so I could get my Florida resident annual pass. It's true. I love it. did. <laughs> it is. I love the parks. And uh, that's going to be a big part of our show. Um, admittedly, we are going to be more focused on the Walt Disney World Resort because that's, that's where, where we live. live. Uh, and we'll cover some Disneyland stuff, um, yeah. but we are going to be much more predominantly focused on Walt Disney World. Yes. Um, but we're also Disney Entertainment fans. Uh, mm -hmm. We love the animated films. We love uh, the Marvel properties and the Star Wars properties, obviously. Right. Um, so we're going to be covering a lot of that, and uh, it's just going to be a big grab bag of things Disney owns. Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited. Uh, we're aiming to do this uh, once, I'm aiming to do this once or twice a month. I'm going to try and get Nancy on as much as I can because she's a really good host. Um, but we'll have some other uh, guest hosts rotating on through as well. Um, I'll do it once a month. You'll do it once a month? Sure. Okay, I can get you to commit that to that? If you come on the book club whenever I ask you to. Uh, deal. <laughs> one of our other podcasts is a book club, and yep. uh, Nancy runs that one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think we uh, we just came to a mutually beneficial agreement Four there. Four podcasts I Four do podcasts. Now. Four podcasts I do now. Uh, yes, and you can find them all at the Tashi Station Network. <laughs> Tashi Shameless plug! <laughs> at the Tashi-Station.net for more details and see all the <laughs> shows we have. Because yeah. if you like Star Wars books, video games... Disney, and other such geeky things, you'll like what we do, and I hope you like this show. Um, Indeed. So I had an idea, oh, but I didn't, idea? I didn't um, propose this to you, so you might edit this out later on. Hey, I'm live to drive. What's your idea? Uh, since it's our first show, we should talk about our history with Disney parks and what our favorite things there are. Oh, that's that is a great idea. I love that. Let's let's okay. do that. Um, I don't know if you've even ever talked about this. You know, I don't podcast. think we have on uh, on TSR. Yeah. Um, Tashi Station Radio, by the way, is kind of our flagship podcast that Nancy and I started doing four, five years five ago. years ago. Five. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, and yeah, we talk a we talk mostly Star Wars there, but other geeky things. And yeah, we never really had a good spot on that show to talk talk about the parks, which we both love. So this is great. Yes, let's absolutely talk about our favorite things about the parks. Yes. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Uh, why don't you start? Okay. Um. <sighs> well, first off, your experience, your history with Disney. Uh, my history with well, just the parks and resorts. Okay, um, yeah, well, I mean, that could take us forever to talk everything Disney, <laughs> but uh, first park I went to was Disneyland. I think I was three or four, mm-hmm. um, and I went to Disneyland just a handful of times uh, growing up. First time I went to Disney World, um, it was on, I was tagging them on a work, on a work conference my dad was at. Uh, they were uh, doing a conference at the Swan and Dolphin on the Boardwalk Resort, and um we obviously do Magic Kingdom the first day, walk around into the gate, and you see the castle, and the first thing you think is, wow, that's so much bigger than mm-hmm. Disneyland's. Yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different scale. Um, but I fell in love with the Walt Disney World Resort at that point. There was just so much to do, so many different themings and styles and just stuff you could get your hands on as opposed to Disneyland. And the footprint was just unfathomable to me. I thought Disneyland and California Adventures was a big park, and it is. But the sheer scale of the Walt Disney World Resort is just incredible. And it's why it's a big reason why it's uh it's my favorite of the two. Um as far as favorite things uh that go on at the Walt Disney Re- World resorts. Um, well, here, here, I have an, I have another idea. Okay. <laughs> so, what's your favorite park at Disney World? Um, you have to ask. It, it changes from day to day. It's either Magic Kingdom or it's Epcot. Okay. Your favorite attraction. Uh, favorite attraction. Um, meaning ride. Ride, ride. Yeah. It's. Ah. Uh, I think it's Space Mountain edging Big Thunder Mountain Railroad by just a hair. Okay. Favorite show? Uh, we will never agree on this one. <laughs> nope. It's Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Really? Yeah, Not yeah. Fantasmic? I mean, Fantasmic is great. I just love the music uh, of Illuminations okay. so much. Okay. Favorite Disney princess? Uh, oh, that's hard. <laughs> um... Oh, or Disney uh, Prince, if you prefer. <laughs> well, it's Flynn Rider if we're talking Prince. Um, <laughs> princess, I you know I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'll, I'm gonna go with Belle. Oh, okay. Uh, and let's see, favorite Disney restaurant. Oh, that we can devote an entire episode <laughs> to dining yes, at we Disney. Will. Yeah, we absolutely will. Um, are we talking just in the parks or the entire resort? Uh, Retire Resort. Uh, Yachtsman Steakhouse. Mm, good one. Um, let's see. Can I think of anything else to ask you questions with that I will then answer myself? Uh, uh, favorite Disney animated movie? Oh, that's hard. I, you know, I got to go with Mulan. Uh, okay. I love Mulan. Favorite Disney live action movie? Are we including all the Disney properties? Uh, I'm going to say, like, just Disney. Okay, so just Disney like Studios. So not, like, Marvel or okay. Star Wars. Like, just Disney. Live action. Um, I have a real fondness for Mary Poppins. Mm. Okay. Okay, reverse question time? Yes, sure. Okay, what were all the questions we just <laughs> asked? Uh, uh, your, favorite, uh, your favorite park? I'm going to say Magic Kingdom and I will revise my decision, my choice come 2019. Which <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to it a little bit on Currently this episode. It's Magic uh, favorite attraction? Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at, at night. night. <laughs> it is a totally different ride at night. And at I night. love it. Yes. Um, restaurant. Um, well, I would also say the Yachtsman, but I'll pick something different. Um, for the parks. Uh, quick service, I really like um, the uh, Columbia Harbor House in uh, Magic Kingdom, I just because I, I like the atmosphere. And the food, it, the food, it's filling, and you don't hate yourself when you're done. Well, I do, because I get the oh, chicken. yeah. I get, I get that <laughs> hummus sandwich, which is great. <laughs> um, favorite sit-down restaurant, other than the Yachtsman, um, I'm... 
I think I will pick. Uh, I will pick the Garden Grill from uh, Epcot. Garden Grill is great. I mean, the food there is just it's it's comfort <laughs> yes, food. It is. Uh, Princess Snow White. Prince. Prince Charming. <laughs> Aww. Uh, show. Disney wishes. Oh, alas! A reflection of what is it? What was the tag? What was the whole whole title? Disney wishes a magical celebration of Disney dreams or something like that. Yeah, I uh, miss wishes. Yeah, wishes was the fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom um, until last May when it was replaced by it was wishes a magical gathering of Disney dreams. It was such a good show. It was such a good show. I miss it. Yes, it was good. Um, favorite, uh, oh, favorite animated movie. Yeah, favorite animated movie. Lion King. Very, very good choice, <laughs> but you like the Broadway production more. I do. Because it's a great production. It is. Also, Rafiki should have been a girl. Yes. In the animated movie. Yes. Um, was there anything else? Live action movie. Live action movie. I don't even really know. I'd have to go down the list of like what movies were Disney movies. I think I'll just I think I think uh the first pirates. Yeah, first pirates was good. Cuz I really was I really was surprised by that movie and how good it was. I I I'm not a big fan of the rest of the franchise, but that first movie is really really That was just an out of nowhere. Really are you serious you're making a movie based on this attraction? Yeah. And it turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I I like those answers. Those okay. are good. Uh so I mean we've on this show, we've got kind of a rough roadmap of things we'll do. We'll have segments. I mean, I can go all Ira Glass. Act one, what oh, the hosts God. have been up to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could. I, we could. Uh, but yeah, wh wh why don't we do that? Uh, the Disney Star Wars things we've been up to, and we've been up to a bunch of it lately. Yes. Uh, I had my folks in town for two weeks, so and my folks own a uh, rental property out here, so they are also annual pass holders mm -hmm. uh, at the, at the uh, Disney World Resort. So we spent... The better part of two weeks at the parks mm -hmm. in July. Yes. It was very hot. Yeah. It was very, very, very hot. <laughs> also, full of tour groups. <laughs> oh, so many tour groups. Yeah. So many tour groups. So many. Um, something interesting happened on this trip, though, which I think both you and I can agree on. After years, we have finally <laughs> developed a liking for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think it was just a matter of that we hadn't actually uh, been there enough to appreciate it. Um, it's definitely still probably my least favorite of the parks, but I mean, it's nice. And I'll probably enjoy it more when it's less hot and I can just walk around and enjoy it. We did do the dark ride. At Pandora. We didn't do the yeah. Banshee ride because we were not about to brave a three-hour line, and that was one of the scariest lines I'd ever seen. Oh, God, yeah. It was it like looped, a stampede. It went all the way to Africa uh -huh. and looped back. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and uh, I, I really like their new night show they've got over there. Uh, they obviously can't do fireworks, it but the music- fine. Oh, you don't like it for <laughs> the same reasons you don't like Illuminations. I- I like Illuminations now. I don't like Fantasmic. <laughs> I love Fantasmic. Fantasmic is boring. Oh, it's better. <laughs> Fantasmic admittedly is better at the Disneyland Resort. Significantly better. I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, we finally like Animal Kingdom. Uh, we also, for the first time, uh, did the Be Our Guest uh, sit-down dinner. Yes. I really like that. We've been there for uh, lunch. Quick the uh, quick service lunch, which yeah. is hard to get into now. Yes. Um, but no, I really like that. Mm -hmm. I did try the gray stuff. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, great meal there. Uh, we did um, we did uh, Garden Grill yes. with my uh, folks again. It's and if you are out here looking for a nice character dining buffet, I really recommend that one. It's really good and it's not... It's not really crazy. No, I mean, the, pr the pricing is decent for in-park. Mm -hmm. uh, the food is actually not terrible for you, which is pleasant. It's kind of Thanksgiving dinner-ish, which, yeah. I, which I really like. Um, oh, uh, it was, uh, but yeah, two weeks, really hot. Had a lot of fun, though. Very, very, very hot. Uh, you, meanwhile, are up to something Really interesting Disney Star Wars 
things you've been up to. I am? You are. Other than reading a book? That is the interesting thing because it's not out yet. Okay. Uh, Yes, uh, we received our review copy of Inferno Squad yesterday. That would be Saturday. So I have been watching, uh, I've been reading that. Um, I am about 100 pages in and I really, uh, it's, it's good so far. Uh, Inferno Squad by Christy Golden. This is the tie-in novel to uh, Battlefront 2, which will be a yes. video game that's releasing this fall. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, it's probably not going to be my favorite, mainly because I am a rebel through and through. And I mean, I like Imperials sometimes. Like I like I like Krennic just because he's a jerk. Um, and you know, I've I've wanted a 181st Imperial Starfighter group book for a while. Um, and I do like getting more of Imperial perspective, um, but I also am like, I want to read about the Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that brings us into our next uh, little segment here. Uh, that's a perfect segue. Uh, yeah. We talk a little bit about Star Wars on this show, since it's one of the things Disney owns. And yeah. uh, for the most part, if you're interested in Star Wars discussion, go check out Tashi Station Radio, our other podcast, because that's a deep 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 dive into all things star wars but yes. we'll hit some of the high we want to hit some of the highlights on this show yes um and uh, as we mentioned in the header d23 happened mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff out of d23 very much a uh, lot the big thing was the last jedi behind the scenes sizzle reel mm-hmm. and there is a lot of interesting stuff there namely porgs <laughs> Porgs are the new cute toy. They're the Furby of this year. They are They are this year's Furby and Tickle Me Elmo combined. Your children will want them. They are adorable. Yes. Um, a lot of really interesting things in that trailer. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Um, I am very, very excited for that movie. It comes as no surprise. That's the film you and I are most looking forward to this year. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think it's the movie I've been most looking forward to of my life. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. It's everything I mean, you've ever wanted. I was excited about... Th- see, the prequels ruined me um, because up until that time, I had been like, you know, I'd been excited about movies in general. I went to the movies a lot when I was a teenager. And then uh, the prequels came out and, you know, say what you will about those movies, but... I every time I went to the theater and it wasn't Star Wars, I was like, "I'm not watching a Star Wars movie. This is stupid." <laughs> uh, so that lasted for six years, and then again, I had the whole these movies aren't Star Wars. This is lame. Uh, and then we found out, oh, we are getting a new Star Wars movie, which I was. That's the movie I've been most excited uh, about. We have to tell the story of how we both discovered. Yes. That was happening. But as much as I was excited about The Force Awakens, um, I was also hesitant because of, you know, not knowing what was going to happen. It was a new story and what was going to happen to all the books I loved and all all the characters and what was going to be up with Luke. Um, And then now I, I know I love The Force Awakens, so that eased my mind. And I get Luke Skywalker in this movie. Like... A lot of him. So I will probably be seeing this movie 20 times. You know, the whole uh, Lucasfilm sale to Disney was kind of a seminal moment (laughs) in our fandom. Yes. Uh, At the time, you and I were dating long distance. You were living here in Florida. I was still living in Seattle. Very, very uh, new, actually. Well, not very new, but... We'd only been dating a couple of months at that point. Yep. Um... And I was on a work trip uh, over in Eastern Washington. <laughs> I was in the mid- I was in a Taco Bell in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> getting getting something to eat before driving back over the mountains and back to Seattle. And my phone starts going crazy. <laughs> it was me. It was it was you texting me incessantly. Yeah. Um. And you told me it's like, why are you not on Twitter? Go look at Twitter now. Disney <laughs> bought Lucasfilm. Uh, which I read that first text, Disney bought Lucasfilm, and I was like, holy crap. Uh-huh. Then you said, they're making new movies. Yeah. And I went, holy expletive. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I I was like, oh my god, they bought Star Wars. That kind of makes sense. And then I saw a new movie and or new movies, and I was like, okay, what the hell's going on? And in that moment, our love of both Disney and Star Wars merged and would never be untangled. Right. <laughs> uh, so good. Um, other little bit of Star Wars news. Uh, there are a lot of literature announcements that were made both at D23 and San Diego Comic-Con uh-huh. this weekend. Uh, we found out about uh, a sto- short story coll- or a novella collection called Tales of Canto Bright featuring... Uh, Bright. Canto Bite. I keep saying bright. <laughs> uh, featuring a handful of new authors, as well as returning author John Jackson Miller. I'm very excited about the new authors. Yes. Uh, they're introducing... Um, uh, Saladin Ahmed. Saladin Ahmed. And Mir Grant. Mm-hmm. And Ray Carson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've been wanting to read works of theirs for a while. I haven't been able to yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's neat that... Uh, they're getting uh, the Star Wars treatment. Star Wars has pretty much become my um, author tryout place. Like, oh, I like that author, and I haven't read any of their books. That's how we discovered uh, Chuck Wendig. And yeah. I really dig Chuck Wendig now. Yes. Um, let's see. Inferno Squad, uh, which you have the advanced copy you're uh, reading to review, uh, releases this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff from San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I don't have them written down, but uh, one was... Um, Cobalt Squadron. Yes. Which is... Uh, a middle grade book. It was uh, Elizabeth Weir? Elizabeth Wine. Elizabeth Wine. Uh, middle grade, all and uh, centers around Rose Tico. Yes. Which is very cool. Yes. Um, let's see. There is a Thrawn comic adaptation mm-hmm. coming, uh, which is awesome. And the news we are really excited about uh, is the Last Jedi's uh, novelization is going to be written by Jason Fry, who we absolutely love. Yeah. So you were- I love him. He, Jason- he's, he's, I think he is my favorite Star Wars author currently. Jason has written perhaps the- best luke skywalker of the last 10 years yeah maybe longer than that Mm -hmm. and uh him we've been he's written a bunch of reference star wars reference books uh middle grade books um short stories he is extremely prolific and we are just thrilled that he is uh, finally getting the chance to write an adult uh, star wars novel so yay congrats jason uh Well, let's go ahead and uh, get into the meat of what we're uh, talking about today. Uh, the whole smorgasbord of stuff that came out of D23. And we're going to start with uh, Disney Entertainment News. And there's a bunch here, but we're going to kind of blaze through it quickly because we want to talk about other things. Yes. Um, started off with the animation panel at D23. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Disney Toon Studios debuted something tentatively called Space. Okay. Which appears to be planes, but in space. So cars. Yeah. But in space. Okay. Your kids will love it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Animation also discussed Frozen 2 and debuted a new number with Kristen Bell and Josh Gad called the, That Time of Year. I should watch that. I should. Is it on? Is it I up anywhere know. now? I, I don't, don't think it is. Um, I liked Frozen a lot, so I'm... Looking forward to a new movie. Me, me too. I, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. It's apparently super meta, which is great. I love the first one. I don't know if you saw it. I have not seen the first one. I, I think you'd actually like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and somehow this prompted a massive uh, princess voiceover artistry. I thought it was the like actual the animation like I thought it was from the movie. Yeah so they're in the movie there's this thing where uh, there's this gathering of princesses Uh, in some forum on the internet and yeah that's the segue into getting just about every princess voiceover artist on stage at the same time. All right. That must have been something else. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, the Incredibles 2 uh, starts a hot minute after the last Incredibles. I had, I don't think I've seen The Incredibles since I saw it the first time, mm-hmm. but I remember really enjoying it. I, I went to see it mainly because of... Um, 
Was there a Star Wars trailer attached to it? The Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yes, it was the the first Revenge of the Sith trailer with uh, Obi Wan's monologue was attached to The Incredibles. Ah, uh. and uh, but I but I liked the but I liked it a lot. It was it was fun, and I'm 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 happy that. Elastigirl will be yes. That is the most exciting part of this because for me. she's a mom. She is, and Elastigirl's awesome. She is supposed to be the central character of this film, which is great. Uh-huh. I am all for it. Um, Toy Story Four. John Lasseter is no longer directing. Uh, Josh Cooley will get the full directing credit. Um, I still don't know what to think about this one. I'm sure that if John Lasseter thought there was a good story, it's worth doing. But Toy Story Three ended in such a perfect place. I, 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 it's hard to see where they go from there. I haven't seen, I, I, I can't even remember if I've seen Toy Story 2. Um, I definitely didn't, didn't see Toy Story 3, and I, it's been so long since I've seen the first one. That Except I, now you've heard that Toy Story 3 destroyed all sorts of people emotionally, yes. so you're never going to see it. Exactly. Just like I don't actually need to see Up, because we saw the beginning of that. For, in that Pixar live show, and I was like, oh, okay, never need to see this movie. That Pixar live show was great. It was. Lo- really uh, tangent for a second. Uh, over at Hollywood Studios, they alternate between a Beauty and the Beast live show and a Pixar music live show that actually features a live orchestra, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. They did uh, selections from all of, their, all of their pieces, including The Incredibles, which is my favorite Pixar soundtrack. Um... But yeah, uh, yeah. I I actually I, when we went to see that, I was like, oh, okay, this will be nice. And I forgot, like, I didn't. I forgot that Michael Giacchino actually did a lot of the Pixar mu- music. And at the end of the show, they have like the uh, uh, screens of that show the uh, pictures of the composers and then like their credits for the Pixar movies. And I'm like. Oh, right. Michael Giacchino did Incredibles, and that's why I like that music. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Michael Giacchino also did Rogue One, if you're a Star Wars fan listening to this and are more familiar with that. Um, but yeah, no John Lasseter in Toy Story 4, which is a bummer. Uh, they also debuted an untitled film at this point set in a suburban fantasy world. Um, I saw a lot of people who were at D23 describe this as kind of D&D meets a suburban sitcom. Okay. Um, it's a magical fantasy world where magic was once real, but since learn- learning magic is hard, magic gets shoved into technological innovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the throwaway lines they had were unicorns are so rampant, they're pretty much rodents. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I believe that one is a, I don't know if that one's a Pixar or a Disney animation studio. I don't know. I, I'll have to go check that up. Um, and there was another preview of Pixar's next film, Coco, uh, which looks beautiful and i'm kind of, i'm really interested uh to knowing more about that um but from animation uh it went to the live action panel and it kicked off with a wrinkle in time uh they took the stage and debuted the teaser trailer yes. which was incredible yes uh i actually didn't watch it until like or like yes or <laughs> the day before yesterday i think but uh i'm excited for this movie i i liked the book when i was a kid um, it was very weird. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested to see it translated to film. And I'm also excited because of the diversity of the movie, which is, uh, you've got Chris Pine playing the, uh, the dad. Uh, I'm all for Chris Pine, hot dad, scientist guy. Uh, and the mom, the mom, the mom is played by, uh, what's her name? You're going to Google it. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Google it. Um, but yeah, and Storm Reed is the is the is Meg. The, and I love that casting so yeah. she's so a newcomer, much. but she I, I liked her from what I saw in the trailer. And the the witches are um, Oprah Winfrey, Mindy Calling and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh. <laughs> Gugu Mbatha Raw. Yeah, it's so yeah, and I yeah, okay, yeah. She um, it's uh, Claudia Gray's fan casting for Sienna Ree in Lost Stars. Ah, so good. <laughs> I mean, I I'm just looking at this IMDb page, and I love it. I love how wonderfully diverse this cast is. Yeah, and I love that 
Ava DuVernay's doing it. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. I want, I want her to get a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I want her to get a Star Wars movie so badly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next movie they talked about was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Huh? Uh, I don't even know if I heard about that movie. I, I didn't catch much detail on it, but uh, the cast list has me intrigued. Uh, among the names are Kira Knightley, Helen Mirren, and Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, you got my attention just on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, we learned that it takes place two dozen years after the original film, and uh, there was a lot of talk about a table. Someone's going to have to clue me in on the context of that. But everyone was tweeting about a table. I'm very in the dark on that. Okay. Um, but hey, it's, uh, it's more Lin-Manuel, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did great work on Moana, and I can't wait to see what he does here. Um, and then came the uh, steamroller of live-action adaptations. And it started with The Jungle Cruise with The Rock. The only thing I have to say about that is I just need to see The Rock say, or sorry, Dwayne Johnson say, <laughs> the backside of water. Yeah, I, I hope want. it's punny. That's all I want. I hope it's punny. That's all it really needs it's to hibiscus. do. Slow biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Albert yeah. Falls. Uh, Aladdin has a cast and it's mercifully not white. Yeah. Uh, Men will play Aladdin. Naomi Scott will play Jasmine and the genie will be played by Will Smith. Yeah. Will he have a, uh, rap that he does over the closing credits? Uh, probably. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Three words I never thought I'd say in my life. Tim Burton's Dumbo. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, Colin Farrell. Is this a podcast where I can say that I'm not really excited for all of the Disney live action remakes of animated movies? Well, neither am I. Or in the case of The Lion King, just pretty much a CGI remake of another animated movie? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm excited for Aladdin. Yeah. The rest of these, not so much. Well, like, I would be excited for them if they weren't sticking to the original story so much. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast didn't stray too far away from Cinderella the animated film. Didn't. Cinderella didn't. Um, I, but, like, the idea of Maleficent, I haven't actually seen Maleficent. I need to change that. But, like, I like the idea of it where it's taking a story that you know and twisting it. And I wish they were doing that for all of these movies where, like, okay, we're going to take Aladdin. But we're gonna twist it. I think they are actually. I think there's. I, th- I think it's set in modern day. Um, but like that sort of thing. Yeah. Like take the Lion King, but instead make of it, just doing a shot for shot recreation and live action, but make it with humans. Yeah. Or on another planet with animals, or or just something to give it a tw- to, give it a yeah. twist somehow. Yeah. Um. But Tim Burton's Dumbo. I okay. Still just okay. Um, Colin Farrell, Danny DeVito, Ava Green, and Michael Keaton. That's a cast. Sure. All right. And, um, footage from the Lion King CGI adaptation was shown, recreating the Circle of Life intro. Um, the folks who were there said they were kind of blown away by how stunningly beautiful it was. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I just... Now, is this one a, is this one John Favreau doing as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, and that brings us to Star Wars time. Um, mm-hmm. very, very, very little was said about the still untitled Troubled Waters, uh, Han Solo film. You don't even have a title. No. Nope. Still. Still slated to release, uh, May of next year. I'll believe that when it happens. Oh, yeah. Over under on that happening. Yeah. Um, the Avengers Infinity War got a sizzle reel shown, and it was uh, said to be a culmination of 10 years of work. I'd like to tell you about it, but they didn't release it online. Nope. <laughs> Unlike the Star Wars uh, behind-the-scenes trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so teaser footage was shown, but it was not released online. Okay, let's do get we, to the part we... Do we want to mention, um, since since San Diego Comic-Con was this weekend, um, the and the Marvel panel was last night? Yes, uh, the Marvel panel was last night. Uh, they showed... Um, they showed some footage from Black Panther, which apparently 
got a huge ovation. I still haven't actually watched that trailer. <laughs> you need to. It's really good. I mean, it's not because I'm not interested in the movie. I am interested in the movie. That's probably why I haven't watched it, because I'm like, I know I'm going to go see the movie. <laughs> it, yeah, I think Black Panther is the upcoming... Mm, no right up there with thor ragnarok yeah, yeah i'm so excited for thor after seeing that trailer <laughs> but i am super super excited for black panther oh yeah definitely um but uh there was a bunch of stuff shown off a of black panther um mm-hmm. uh footage was shown uh the new thor ragnarok trailer which was somehow yeah. even better than the first one yeah which i like amazing the, i like the first trailer but this one kind of showed more of the plot and uh i it it just seems crazy pants and it's guardians crazy pants but with thor yeah i love it and i love thor and uh bruce banner uh hanging out and being friends <laughs> and uh, um yeah. i like the I, I i'm not a big loki fan but i really like when thor and loki are forced to team up um i i just i i like that a lot yeah um, and it, it just it just seems funny and crazy and the poster is amazing <laughs> that is such a good poster it is. it's a good poster um they also showed off some of the concept art for captain marvel and i yeah. am very happy they are keeping the brilliant uh mckelvey costume design yeah. and adapting it for the film yeah and the other interesting thing that caught her attention is it is set in the 90s yeah <laughs> So I hope we get a lot of 90s music in it, like Guardians had. You just want the entire Jagged Little Pill album I, in there, don't it would you? Be, I, no, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good 90s songs that could be a soundtrack to uh, Carol Danvers kicking ass. Although I will say, do not start it to All Star. No. Don't you do it. <laughs> no. Only if she punches the dude singing All Star. <laughs> Uh, so good. So Nick Fury has two eyes, and someone pointed out an amazing fact to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Technically, Peggy Carter is still in charge of Shield at this time. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. In the nineties? Towards the tail end of her tenure. Wow. So how lo- she was old when she retired? Mm-hmm. Huh. But how much would you love Peggy? Why don't we have more stuff with Peggy Carter like later on? Like, why don't we have, like, Peggy Carter in every single decade I know. of life? Why is Peggy Carter not the main character of the Marvel lo- Cinematic Universe? I'd love a series of web shorts that just covers Peggy Carter through yeah. multiple decades. And like, and, th- and then you can get away with not having Haley Atwell for all of them, because mm-hmm. you could recast when yeah. she's older. Um, but how much would you love Peggy Carter, Carol Danvers' mentorship? Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. So yes, I'm very excited for that. Uh, uh, was there yeah. anything else I missed from Marvel? I those those were the big things. Uh, I believe so. Yes. They showed in, an Infinity Infinity Wars thing again, but once again, still not online. So I can't tell you anything. When is about that it. movie supposed to come out? December. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on the release date on that one. No. Oh, okay. But uh, moving on to the thing we really want to talk about: <laughs> the gigantic. Parks and resorts news. Yeah. There were two big things that happened at D23. Thursday, there was a media-only preview showing off the one-inch scale model Mm -hmm. of Star Wars Land. Yes. And then there was the parks and resorts panel. We're going to start with... um, we're gonna. I, I want to reiterate that note that we tend to focus more on the Walt Disney World Resort since we're at annual pass holders here and live 15 minutes away. Um, for Disneyland stuff, though, we highly recommend listening to The Disney Diet by... Amy Radcliffe and Aaron Fa- Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are us, but Disneyland. Yes. And they're, I love their show. It's great. Go give them a listen. You don't need to apologize for focusing on Disney World because Disney World is the superior resort. Oh, now Boom, we're having. I said it. Oh, what? Now we're having a throwdown with the Disney Boom. diet? Aww. No, no. I'm not I can say it. I'm just saying general. Oh, okay. Okay. Um,. But Thursday uh, was the Star Wars Land preview where they unveiled the Disneyland model. Now, it's not exactly what the uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios uh, version is going to look like, but it's going to be very similar. Um, Head over to Nerdist.com to see Amy Ratcliffe's picture gallery. She has a ton of great photos there. Very good. Um, uh, One of the things we saw was a First Order fleet transport model for one of the two e-ticket rides, uh, Escape from the First Order. Boo! 
That was boo for the first boo order, first not, the order ride. not the ride. I'm very excited <laughs> for the ride. Uh, it looks similar. It, it kind of has some similarities to the uh, Indiana Jones and Dinosaur ride That's what I vehicle. heard from other people say. So I'm wondering if it's going to be that same uh, fly-by-wire technology. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of similarities there. Um, the model shows the other e-ticket ride, the Millennium Falcon ride, is kind of tucked back uh, in the model. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, later in the weekend, they showed some uh, artist renderings of what that ride's going to look like. And ooh, it, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is a planet at the edge of unknown space, uh, where this whole setting is. Uh, once a hub of commerce and trade in the sublight era, it's been overlooked in the hyperspace era. And uh, they gave the land a name, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yay. I don't know if you and I are exactly huge no. fans of the names. I mean, we're obviously going to go and they'll and consider moving in and never leaving. <laughs> but uh, it's a mouthful. I just don't see the point of giving it a name that's not the planet name. I thought, yeah, I thought they were going to the do... Idea, the whole point of what they're doing is that they... It's a new planet that you've never, we've never seen in Star Wars before, which is brilliant because then they can do whatever they want with it, and they're not beholden to make it authentic to the movies or whatever. Um, like they're not replicating Coruscant or something yeah. like that. So, but that's what you know. So when they were talking about how this is going to be a planet, um, and that it's going to be completely new. That's what I figured it would be called. Well, they were going to mirror what they did with the Pandora. Avatar expansion. Yeah, Pandora. It's called, I mean, some people still call it Avatar Land, but it's I mean, officially. I think technically the name is Pandora, Pandora the, world, the of world of Avatar, Avatar. but everyone just calls but it But it's Pandora. the same thing with like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. Um, so I could see it being like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge planet name, but that doesn't make sense unless there's multiple planet names. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and just because it's such a mouthful, everyone's going to keep calling it Star Wars Land because that's just easier to say. Yeah, like, want to go to Galaxy's Edge or want to go to Star Wars Land, you know? Or want to go to the planet? Yeah. <laughs> let's go to the planet. <laughs> um, let's see. BB-8 and Poe Dameron's X-Wing were spotted. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amy noted that there appears to be a first order area of the land and yeah. then a resistance area and kind of uh, Are they middle ground. Throw down like the jets and the sharks. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Uh, I mean, they the casting call for this is huge. There's supposed to be a ton of cast members in character, so I wouldn't put it past them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, th- this picture gallery Amy has is just incredible. I don't know if you have this pulled up right now. Um, but mm-hmm. it is stunning just how massive this model is. And thinking then that this is a one-inch scale, and it's going to scale up to 14 acres in both parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the single biggest expansion they've ever done. And wow, it is going to require a lot of rock work. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't know if it'll be uh, harder to... Uh, close things off at studios or Disneyland. Um, But uh, there is a lot of very cool stuff in this photo gallery, and I need it to be 2019 right now. I know. Just, ah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And then we're going to talk about some other stuff later that has me even more excited. (laughs) Um, But let's move to the Parks and Resorts panel. Uh, Stuff just kept rapid firing news yeah. and announcements in this panel i don't know if I've i mean ever s- we were re- we were just wanting to hear the star wars stuff I mean, and then we, they came out with a bunch of other I stuff mean, you, we were we were at uh disney springs with my folks while this panel was going on and i was refreshing twitter to the point i killed my phone <laughs> um yeah. at uh, springs but uh it was just one announcement after another i don't know if i've ever seen a panel at any convention that was just wall-to-wall announcements like this. And a lot of the stuff was stuff that had been rumored. Um, but it was... It, what surprised me was that it wasn't only confirmation of most of the rumors, but also stuff that people hadn't talked about at all. Yeah. So. 
Um, and uh, I, we'll start with um, some of the Disneyland stuff. Uh, Pixar Pier is coming to K- Disney's California Adventure, and it's going to be another reskin of the Boardwalk area. Um, Disney died again. Go listen to them. They had some great ideas of what would be coming there mm-hmm. and how things would be reskinned. Um, in addition, Spider-Man and the Avengers will round out an immersive superhero area of California Adventures that'll go alongside um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, or that what was the full name? Mission, Mission Breakout. Breakout. Uh, that'll round that out there, which that is we can't not surprising. <laughs> which we can't have here in Walt Disney nope. World because of a very bizarre. Uh, Yes. Contract uh, islands, thing. Uh, with- Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure. Uh, there is the Marvel Superhero Island. Isl- uh, islands of Adventure was opened in 1999, way back before Disney bought Marvel. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of contracts and agreements between the the uh universal and disney about who has the rights to these characters in the theme parks and it's really and it doesn't confusing. apply to marvel across the board and no one really knows exactly what they can and cannot do <laughs> uh the- but basically you won't be seeing any you won't you won't be seeing most of the stuff at uh at disney world um Except, you know, things that are at Universal Studios aren't going to be, like, they're not going to have Hulk yeah. or or uh, Iron Man or anything So, like with the exception of certain things like Guardians of the Galaxy, which we'll get to later, uh-huh. um, if it's a Marvel thing, it cannot exist east of, like, I think, the Mississippi? Yep. I think that's the weirdly yep. designated border. Yes. Uh, unless you're at Seas in International Waters, which is then another story entirely, and yeah, that's a DCL thing. Yeah, um, it's very weird. It is very weird. Um, but speaking of DCL, Disney Cruise Line gobsmacked us with another surprise. Now, you and I are huge, huge Disney Cruise Line fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both. I wish I was on one right now. <laughs> I always wish I was on. One. We're both. Uh, <laughs> We're both gold members at this point. We took our honeymoon on a uh, Disney cruise to Alaska on the Wonder. It was amazing, and I want to go back. Um, But last year, uh, DCL announced that they were going to be launching two new ships, one in 2021 and one in 2023. They'd Mm -hmm. be a little larger than the uh, current largest ships, the Fantasy and the Dream. I think they're actually smaller. Uh, Are you sure? I think they're a little smaller. I think they're in between. I read. I read that they were larger. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll have to hit up Scott Sanders' uh, blog to double check that. Um, but uh, anyway, two new ships. Yeah, two new ships were announced last year. This year, they decided, hey, let's just do a third one in between those two years. Sounds good to me. So between <laughs> 2021 and 2023, the fleet will increase from four ships to seven. Yeah, almost double. Yeah, in, in the span of three years. That is crazy. Yeah, because we had, uh, so the the, uh, it, the fact, Magic was the first ship. Because of the size of the ship, it do, it I think it more than doubles, yeah. their, more than doubles their capacity. Yeah, the Magic was the first ship, and I think that launched in 98, and then the Wonder launched not long after that, like a year or two after that. And then the Dream and the Fantasy, I think, launched in 2011 and 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I rode I rode the Dream. Uh, it's f- uh, a couple months after it launched. Yeah. So, so for like ten years, they only had two ships. Now they have four ships, and you know, ten years after the f- about ten years after the fourth ship launched, they will have. Seven. <laughs> so it seems like they go through it like every 10 years or like, let's add some ships. <laughs> uh, actually did get some confirmation. Uh, the gross tonnage of the new ships are, in fact, uh, higher than the uh, Dream and yeah. Fantasy. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, wow. Yeah, just... Um, what is this going to mean for uh, their sailing routes? I don't I mean, know. I mean, you and I... I, the first thought I had, and you, I think you agreed with me, was that this probably means the Wonder is permanently stationed on the, uh, West, on the West Coast. Yeah, now, that's what I'm thinking. Alternating between San Diego and, and Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. With maybe an occasional foray out to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, Magic, I'm wondering if that becomes a permanent... Uh, Europe. Europe. Uh, yeah. Europe 
um, ship. I could also see something staying in New York permanently. Yes. Um, and I do wonder if... I would the dream if, and the fantasy be too large to send out there? I don't know. I don't. I don't think it would, because there's there's really large ships that go to Europe. Yeah. But I think I'm wondering if there might be two ships designated or two ships assigned to Europe in the summer, and then because they only sail in Europe in the summer right mm-hmm. now, um, I don't know if they would be sailing year round in Europe. Um, Definitely not in Northern Europe. No. They wouldn't stop. They could, they, they could do Mediterranean cruises. Well, they'd have to stop for the same reason they have to stop Alaska cruises after a certain month. Yeah. But um, I could see them stay putting the magic half in New York, half in uh, Europe. And then I could see another ship doing like the Caribbean route and then doing a transatlantic to go yeah. to Northern could, Europe. Could you see them sending two ships out to that hemisphere at the yeah. same time and then yeah. adding a third into the uh, Bahamian Caribbean yeah, area? Because I c- they would probably, they, I, they definitely have. Cause they've been doing, they've been alternating between Northern Europe and Southern Europe. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they keep the having the magic come and pick up slack in the Bahamian Caribbean area. Yeah. So I think a third ship just permanently stationed in this basin yeah. would be a good idea. And that still gives them room to send two two to that <laughs> two to the other hemisphere. Yeah, I'm wondering if it, it could the other ship could be stationed like in Miami or Galveston. Mm-hmm. Um I mean they all the time. They I don't think they have enough dock space to handle a third ship full time at Port Canaveral. Yeah. Um but we'll see. Yep, we'll see. Very, very exciting stuff. And first was like, yeah, we need to do two new ships to round everything out. Now it's three. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. That's fine. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, park stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get to let's get to the Walt Disney World Resort park stuff. Magic Kingdom, the Tron Coaster is coming to Tomorrowland. I'm excited. I am super, super excited for this. More roller coasters. I, unfortunately, I only know one person who's written it in Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Martin, Lucasfilm uh, employee, employee uh, wrote it. And said he loved it. Um, I saw a video of I saw a video of the ride through, and it looks incredible. It's kind of it seems kind of um, big Thunder Mountain in intensity, but with these brilliant, brilliant uh, Tron droppings on it. Um, so this looks like it's going to be uh, based on the concept art that they showed tucked in between Tomorrowland Speedway and Space Mountain. I thought for sure Tomorrowland Speedway was going to go away mm-hmm. to make to make room for this. That was the rumor. Um, but it looks like it's actually going to extend back onto the uh, Disney World Railroad. So I have no idea what it means for that ride. Yeah. Um, that, that's, the, that's the big Magic Kingdom announcement. Um, that should... Uh, this and a bunch of other things are slated to come online for the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, that brings us over to Epcot now, where a bunch of stuff is happening. Uh, the Ratatouille ride is confirmed for the France Pavilion, and we only have one thing to say to that. Please leave impressions to France alone. <laughs> impressions to France is my go-to for when it's hot to sit down and get an air conditioning. And it's pretty music, and I just like it. And it's, I know it's old and outdated, but just leave a movie there. If you're going to change it, just leave leave a movie. Supposedly, this is going to be uh, built behind the Eiffel Tower yep. structure. So they we, we may be spared on that one. I hope mm-hmm. we are. Um, a new and updated Vir- Circle Vision film is coming to the China Pavilion. Uh, I've only I think I've only seen that once, so Yeah, we we never go in there. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you have to stand up. <laughs> and by the time we've done Go Canada, yeah. we don't want to do another one. Well, because oh Canada is the first if so we usually go to the left. We usually go to the right. Yeah, we go counterclockwise. Yeah. On the world so, showcase. So Canada is the first place it's the first country we hit so we're not tired and we're like oh yeah let's go see oh canada it's inside and we don't mind standing by the time we get to china we're like i want to sit down 
<laughs> so maybe we should go the other way next time. Yeah, we should try that. Go, go to China. Uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, e-ticket attraction is going to be replacing Ellen's Energy Adventure. Yay! Which is fine by me because Ellen's Energy Adventure might as well be called propaganda for the fossil fuel industry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for a new ride. Epcot, Epcot needs more rides. And the backstory is apparently Star Lord visited Epcot at one point. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. I don't know how that backstory fits into the ride, but there you go. Um, a new space station themed table service restaurant will be opening next to Mission is it Space. Space station themed or just space themed? I it, it, it's space themed. It looked like they're on a space station yeah. overlooking something. Uh, uh, whatever it is, it's whatever so it is, cool. I'm excited. The concept art looked amazing. So and- I'll be amending my favorite restaurant. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is going to be uh, nestled in between Mission Space and Test Track. Yeah. And I'm excited because uh, it's space yeah. and food, two of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mission Space, uh, the ride vehicle displays and uh, part of the ride itself is being updated uh, for the orange section of Mission Space. And the green section is getting a new mission entirely. I will probably go on it just to see that. The the green side doesn't make me sick. You don't do well with the centrifuge orange no, side. No, I don't spin. <laughs> I don't spin at all. And uh, the last big thing they announced is uh, Future World is getting a massive, massive makeover. They didn't have much details yet. Mm-hmm. They showed some concept art rendering, and uh, it's going to be big, and Future World desperately needs it. It really does. <laughs> uh, how many unused pavilions are there? Um, some of the uh, attractions that are over there are kind of falling apart. Yeah, I know the Horizons Pavilion is not being used. Which one's Horizons? Is that one over by... Uh, That's the one near the um, energy Universe of Energy. That building is not in good shape. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. Whichever yeah. one that is, that yeah. one's not in good shape. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's work that Epcot very much needs. And uh, was this supposed to go online for the fortieth of Epcot or the fiftieth of uh, Disney World Resort? I One think of those 50th two. Fiftieth of Disney World, which is the twenty twenty one. Yeah, Epcot is twenty twenty two. Is the fortieth? Gotcha. Epcot. Okay. Uh, so let's venture next into the uh, Hollywood Studios Epcot Resort area um there is a new transport system being installed to uh, supplement the walking path the buses and uh, the friendship boats it is the skyliner a gondola system that will be connecting art of animation pop century caribbean beach resorts and other locations uh with the hollywood studios and with hollywood studios and the international gateway at epcot that's kind of cool uh, we saw this one rumored a while ago. It's uh, nice to see it confirmed, but uh, boy, gondola. I can't believe they're kind of turning back the clock on this one. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to want to ever do that. <laughs> it should be a fairly quick ride. Yeah, so I don't know if I ever want to do that. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing we are most excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Star Wars inspired themed resort hotel. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Become a part of the Star Wars story with a massively immersive hotel and park experience that includes dressing up in proper attire, getting a room with a window looking into space, and a hotel that is essentially a starship alive with characters, stories, and adventures. Shut up and take my money. Right? That sounds crazy pants. I mean, this is the fully immersive experience is not going to be cheap. At all. I've seen rumors of 650 a night per person, which would put it into cruise ship or uh, cruise territory. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I will totally do it. Yeah. Uh, an experience that combines this immersive hotel with I'd the immersion. I do it for one. I do it like, hey, cat. Oh, hi, cat. <laughs> I would do it, uh, you know, as a once-in-a-lifetime sort of thing. You know, some people save up to go across halfway across the world to see some foreign destination. Mm-hmm. We save up to go LARPing at Star Wars Land. Right. 
I'm okay with this. That's fine. I'm good with this. Um, the concept art they showed was stunning. Yeah. I don't know if you have to do this immersive experience to get a room there. I suspect that uh, they'll have options if you yeah. just want a room. You can get a room, and I will totally get a room there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the price is going to be a premium. It's going to be it's going to be monorail loop. Oh yeah, grade. Oh yeah, and uh, I'll save up and do it once. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I mean, can you just imagine going to get a drink? Yes. At that hotel. Yes. In a cantina overlooking space. I can. Ugh. That sounds great. Let's sounds do it. Sounds great. Is it twenty? <laughs> is it twenty nineteen for Star Wars Land? Isn't it? And is it twenty twenty one for the resort hotel yet? Yeah. Ugh. So excited. Um. Finally, we round out with Hollywood Studios. Toy Story Land is slated to open summer 2018, which seems super aggressive. Yeah, I was surprised by that. But I mean... Uh, studios needs it. It's yeah. half closed right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it seems aggressive. Uh, we'll see if they hit that date. Um, and in sad news for you and me... <laughs> um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be replacing the Great Movie Ride. Uh, the Great Movie Ride will be shutting down middle of August. Yep. We need to go and do yeah, one we more need, ride. Yeah, we need to go and uh, do one more ride over there. Yep. Uh, but uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway entered the unpredictable world of a Mickey Mouse cartoon short. So I don't know if they're recycling the ride vehicles for this. It seems a little slow paced to be calling a ride a runaway railway. Yeah. Or if they are doing something else entirely with the space. I'm wondering, yeah. And does this also mean that they're going to be uh, tearing down the uh, Grumman facade? Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting question. <clears throat> I hope not. It's, it's so iconic to the park. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, if they wind up tearing that down, then they're probably going to stop calling the place Hollywood Studios at right? some point. Um. Now, the one thing they didn't announce that makes me super happy is they are not bringing Mission Breakout to Tower of Terror here. Yes. I'd love Tower of Terror the way it is. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Mission Breakout is fun. Next time, we're if we're ever back at Disneyland and California Adventures, I want to go ride it. Um, but I love I, yeah, Tower, Tower of, of Terror. Terror is such a good ride. It's different mechanics than the one in Hollywood or in California Adventure from what I've been told. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't actually, the cart doesn't actually leave the shaft oh. to move forward into the drop zone. Mm. You're just always in the drop zone. Yeah. So like the Tower of Terror you have, it's it's kind of like a dark ride mm-hmm. that turns into the drop. Yeah. And it's it's super fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy that's staying the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the that was it for the big announcements for parks and resorts. Holy cow, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to the next few years. Yes. I am so super excited and I am never giving up my annual pass. Nope. 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 Um any uh was there anything else at D twenty three that really caught your attention? No. <laughs> Did we cover Mark it all? Hamill? Yeah, Mark Hamill was there. <laughs> <laughs> Will they be here when Star Wars Land opens? Because if so, I might have to go. Uh, you know Mark's going to be here. Uh, he wouldn't miss it. Uh, then I might have to go. <laughs> the question is, are we going to book a resort hotel so we can book Fast Passes 60 days out? Yes. yes. <laughs> Swan and Dolphin, hi, we're coming back. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for uh, this inaugural episode of The Mouse Droid. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're still working out how often we're going to be doing this, but at the very least, it's going to be once a month, uh, provided that I always do all the show notes and I do Nancy's book podcast. Yep. <laughs> so I think we can now officially say that Nancy is the uh, co-host. No, I'm co-host for once per month. Co-host once a month. You, if you, if do I do a second show. show, I have to get someone else for that show. Yes, but uh, Nancy is the guaranteed once a month co-host. Yes, you should get other ones, which for is the other great times. because I can't think of anyone I'd rather oh, do this with than you. God, it's true. It's true. You're already married to me. You don't need to butter me up. I don't? No. Oh, that's a lie, and we who know it. (laughs) 
Uh, so, hey, this episode of The Mouse Droid has been brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. We have a Patreon that we use to uh, help fund uh, the stuff we're doing here on the Tashi Station Network. Um, if you head to patreon.com uh, slash Tashi Station, I think. Let me double check. <laughs> com slash Tashi. Yes, patreon.com slash Tashi Station. That's our Patreon account. At the $5 level, uh, you get an invite to our Slack team. Uh, yes. Where you can hang out with us and other listeners of our shows. Do we have a list of all the people who are I on there? I don't right now, but I'll get one for the next time we record. We should, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, if you if you help us out there, that helps us pay for uh, the various equipment we use, various costs of data data hosting, and uh, and uh, blog fees, and domain registration. It's very helpful to us. Um, we'll be back again. I don't know uh, if in two weeks or in four weeks, but we'll be back again with another show. And I think, Nancy, the next time I have you on, we uh-huh. should preview food and wine. Ooh. Yes. It's time for that. It is time we for will, food and wine. We will preview Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival, one of our favorite events of the year. <laughs> yes, definitely. Ah, uh, the passion martini slush. Oh, yes. Mm, so, so good. good. And the Scotch flights. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, yeah, so uh, w- keep an eye out. Uh, you can follow us at Tashi underscore station. That is the official account um, where uh, all of our podcast stuff happens. Uh, we're working on building the iTunes feed right now. Uh, we do have a Twitter account. Um, it's at Mouse Droid Show, uh, which we'll be using to help uh, promote this as well. And you can follow me at Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Nancy is Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. And like we said, the Mouse Droid is part of the Tashi Station Podcast Network. Subscribe to hear more of this show and subscribe to our mega feed to hear all of our other great shows. Thanks for listening to our first episode. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. So long. The Mouse Droid is a Tashi Station Network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit Tashi-Station.net.